everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Comment Section. That's right. You know, normally we start these episodes by saying today is a special episode. But you know what? We're not going to do that. You know why? Because it's not. If anything, it's below mediocre. But no, special. this episode we are back to our original format. That's right. No specials. Yeah. I have no idea when the last time we had an original format. I, I mean, it's at the point. Is it? Could we even call it a special episode because it's special that we're actually oh, doing yes. the pitched original format? Like this was originally the conceit of the show. <laughs> yes, we're going back to our old roots. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yes, I think the closest thing we had was the the special. We no, that's not. That's a special. That was about the COVID. <laughs> effect yeah but we have not had just a regular episode i almost thought about doing one for luca but it felt a very kind of direct dvd type situation yeah one that know. did not warrant a special have you seen luca no and we might no? get into to that i have i have barely seen a single new movie you this can year. skip luca it is <laughs> not that good it can go in the bin with uh, the good dinosaur and what are the other ones I haven't Cars seen? Two, Cars three, two, three, Toy Story four. Right. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, it, it's very much like the good dinosaur, but like a knockoff of the Little Mermaid at points. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it is not their best, and it's kind of what we feared last year. Is <laughs> is two movies too much for Pixar? Well. It looks like it probably was because it affected the one this year. Oh, okay. So uh, we were worried that w that last year that either Onward or Soul was going to flop. It turned out they were both good, and this was yes. the flop. This was the one that <laughs> flopped. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Now, normally, which, God, been over a year since we've had a normal episode. Yeah. Normally, to begin the show, we talk about what have you been watching recently? So, I shall turn to you, and you kind of hinted it may not be much, but what have yeah. you been watching recently? Well, I, I the thing is, uh, I actually I've been watching a lot of stuff recently, but um, like when we talked about uh, doing an episode of the show again, I was and I started thinking about. I was just like, I have not seen a single like. 2021 release that would be relevant <laughs> to talk about that I can think of like of all the stuff that's airing right now I haven't seen uh Black Widow the new Space Jam Luca um I I, I don't Cruella Cruella I haven't seen yeah was Ryan um, the Last Dragon this year I think it was yeah I think I think yeah, I think it was, and I haven't seen that. Um, the only thing current I have seen is The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, or which is basically The Conjuring 3, and it was so not of note that <laughs> I basically just immediately... It's the perfect 5 out of 10, oh, completely it's ignorable like, movie. It's, it's like, it's not terrible, <laughs> but it's just, it's not good. Yeah, it was completely ignorable. I didn't even need to keep it in the bank of my memory. Um, 
But other than that, I've been on a... I haven't been on this much uh, of a kick of watching tons and tons of horror movies since, like, last November or something, where I would just be watching a couple a day, trying to catch up on all the things that I just feel like I should have watched by now. Um, not really classics, per se, but just things that sounded uh, interesting to me. More... Uh, some indie stuff and whatever and i've uh there are two i wanted to mention sometimes because... that's the scariest stuff <laughs> you don't have those yeah. studio notes yeah exactly and that tends to be why i enjoy that more there are two i wanted to mention because uh in the like i don't even know 20 25 horror movies i've seen over the past like couple of months um that's like over i i've seen a lot how, yeah. that's how many hours that is yeah, that's a lot. I, I would, I mean, not all of them I would closely pay attention to necessarily, but um, I would have one on followed by another one while kind of doing other stuff. And when it was, when I could tell that one was good, I would stop what I'm doing <laughs> and <laughs> sometimes rewind it a bit. But uh, anyway, uh, there are two I wanted to mention because. Actually, I'll get into the one that was just, I would say, the best one that I saw the entire time, um, which was called Berlin Syndrome, which is maybe more of like a psychological thriller, but it was still the best thing I, I saw recently. And the thing that was interesting is after I watched it and I was like, I need to find out more about this. This is incredible. Um, like just really well directed and i was like i have to find out who this director is see their other work turns out uh it's the previous movie of the director of black widow what and i was <laughs> i was kind of like do i care about black widow now seeing it i don't know but i was it was kind of out of place it's almost like i don't know it's almost like James Wan directing Aquaman or something, except, <laughs> uh, I don't know. The Berlin Syndrome was just a great psychological thriller about someone being held captive. It was really horrifying. Uh, and it left me thinking for a long time. Oh, uh, just to mention about how you mentioned Black Widow. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I don't plan on seeing Black Widow um, but there is something that you mentioned earlier that just has gotten me thinking, like, you know, maybe when it's on Disney+, Plus, I'll give it a shot, which is that it's a part of the chapter of the Infinity Saga, which was, like, the story I was invested in. Yeah. Like, it's a, a missing chapter of really what was the story of Cap, Iron Man, I would also mm -hmm. say Hulk, but, you know. Yeah. Like, of that story. So, maybe... Someday. Yeah, I got that sense a little bit, too, um, that it might feel a little bit more like it belongs in a previous era, which could mean that we care about it. But I really didn't expect after watching Berlin Syndrome <laughs> that like that they had this big of a credit and not one that I expected. Uh, Was that their directorial debut or had they done others before? I think they had. I think she had, it's Kate Shortland. Uh, I think she had maybe two other movies. So she's done like maybe four movies. The other two seems kind of like, there was a big gap between them too. I, I don't think, ew. it seemed like uh, Berlin Syndrome was the biggest one up till that point. 
I, I don't e I don't even know. It was just kind of uh, unexpected to me. But it's a really great. It's a it's a good movie to to go in with uh, little expectations and just watch. I think like it's uh, it's very it's just very psychological, uh, and it's a very niche type of horror movie. I, I'm saying horror movie. I don't even know if most people would consider it that. It's just like a thriller, scary drama. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it's a very specific like topic that is one of my favorite things covered in that kind of movie. Um, but I wanted to get into that one first, cause that one's like a serious, uh, recommend that is a like phenomenal movie that moved me, uh, in the, the making me feel, uh, horrified. Oh yes. Um, but the other one I wanted to mention is a serious recommend because I truly believe that everyone needs to watch this next movie. Okay, we're hyped. Everyone needs to watch this next movie because you will be entertained no matter what. It is the easiest recommend ever because I know for a fact anyone will be entertained watching this. Honestly, I can't tell whether it's good or bad, but I think that makes it a masterpiece <laughs> in itself. And that's Willy's Wonderland. I think I heard of that. I you can watch it on Hulu. I hear about it. It <laughs> makes me think it's like a remake of Willy Wonka. Well, what it is is a horror movie about uh, haunted animatronics uh, starring the great, possibly not great, who knows, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and it is, yes, yes. Willy's Wonderland 2020 isn't over yet, kids. I have no idea what that caption means. I doesn't feel like it has anything to do with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. anyway, um, I saw it there. I was like, this seems like it'll be an experience starring Nicolas Cage and has a really stupid conceit <laughs> of haunted animatronics. There's so many things that floor me about it. Uh, first of all, Nicolas Cage doesn't say a word. He is a completely <laughs> silent protagonist that just kind of grunts, drinks like energy drinks and pit plays pinball, like runs in place. And he is like a god at destroying these haunted animatronics. Like he they serve no threat to him. He's just he just like rips off their heads and attacks them. He's like the only person in this whole like village or whatever that stands a chance against them. And he almost, he's just like existing in this world as all of these people are, are dying and going through, through it. And he's just this magical being that just enters their life and saves the day. <laughs> it's, Oh, it's incredible to see him just beat up animatronics. Um, and it just feels like there's this movie happening around it that you don't really necessarily care about of like the town's curse and like all of these like kids who are trying to save Nicolas Cage from being trapped in this uh, uh, like basically Chuck E. Cheese like place uh, that he's he's been kind of uh 
kept in for plot reasons. <laughs> and um, they literally say there there is a line. And this is where it, like there's so the dialogue of this, it makes you think the movie's bad, but you're enjoying it so much that you're like, how could it be bad? Um, there's literally a line where one of the kids says, no, you don't understand. He's not trapped in here with them. They're trapped in here with him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just said with the the utmost drama, and I haven't enjoyed a movie in a while. And again, I have no idea. It's like in a, there's an episode of Community where they take a class called Nicolas Cage, Good or Bad, and it, it sends Abed completely nuts trying to figure it out. It's impossible to figure out. And I think this movie is a pretty good example of that. Because it's, it's, I would say everyone should go in expecting a bad movie, and that's what you'll get the most enjoyment out of. But I, I do, I, at the end of it, I, I wonder if you'll feel the same way I do, which is that you're not even really sure if you did see a bad movie. It was an experience. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's Willy's Wonderland. Oh, I had yes. to talk about that one. <laughs> All right. So is that all you have for what you've been watching lately? Uh, yeah. Um, that that's all. That's all of note. You can. What what have you been watching lately? Yeah. So some of these I will just quickly give a shout out to, and then there's two I'll get a little more detail in. So, you know, early was it early this month we had Black Widow come out. Mm-hmm. I won't lie. I was doing a little blue. Because, my God, there's allegedly a new Marvel movie coming out, even though the MCU now is just a Disney parody sitcom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if anyone should be experiencing a Marvel movie this week, it's me! <laughs> <laughs> Not all you people who jumped on the bandwagon in 2012. And the day I jumped before- on the bandwagon way after that. Oh, yes. <laughs> so... The day before, the Thursday night on Disney+, Plus, I opened it to watch The Simpsons. And to promote Black Widow, they did a thing where they showed all Black Widow's movies in the MCU, like Infinity War, Civil mm-hmm. War, except they were in reverse, which I don't understand why they did that. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? You look at that, you've got... Generally, you have two weaker ones in Iron Man 2 and Age of Ultron. But when you look at that, you've got the four Avengers movies plus the two best movies in the MCU, Winter Soldier and Civil War. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, you know, which also means you have all four Russo Brothers movies. So I was like, you know what? Everyone else is going to watch Black Widow. I'll watch Black Widow. So I went through, I think it was seven of them in the weekend of the Black Widow release. I oh. Sometimes it's good to kind of be like, oh, yeah, now I remember why I liked these movies. Mm-hmm. Because I did have a time with Ultimate Marvel where they kind of were, or the MCU nap is now where they threw a bunch of characters away and and I would question, why did I like this and just not read those comics again until years later? And I was like, oh, yeah, I did like these. It's just they went in a direction yeah. I didn't like later. So, mm-hmm. And, you know, you start with Iron Man 2, which is 
start with the worst one. Let's <laughs> get out of the way. This. It's also tough because it, in the marathon, it's the only one without cap. Oh, yeah. So you go through that, and it's like <laughs> smooth sailing from there. Yeah. And, you know, watching those, because I've always thought, you know, if you need a Cliff Notes version of the MCU, like when Endgame was coming out, if you need a Cliff Notes version of the MCU, I always thought the Cliff Notes versions would be um, the Four Avengers movies plus Winter Soldier and Civil War. And I was thinking, you know, besides Captain America, the one character in all these movies is Black Widow. Like, those yeah. two are in... Well, all of what I think are the most important, essential ones to understand the story of the MCU. Yeah. So, yes, did that. Went from Iron Man 2 to Endgame, which, by the way, who would have thought two years ago I'd be discussing Endgame in a positive way? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i surprised. It's kind sure. of the plot, plot twist of the show, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Speaking, uh, quick look, there's there's a new M Night Shyamalan movie in the works. Maybe this is it. Oh, you mean the one um, that came out this weekend? Maybe it did come out this weekend. I old? just I only saw it when is I the was. The one called uh, Old. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, came yeah. out I'm a this little weekend. late on that. A little split on the critic reaction. Yeah, some of us think yeah. You, I mean, that sounds like good. That sounds as good as you can hope for. Yes, um, especially from M Night. <clears throat> So, speaking of my kind of trans, because you know, to be fair, <laughs> it's almost like the ending did change a little bit. Yeah. At the end, game where you're like, "Cap, that jerk, he just left," and then I was like, you know, he comes back. It's good. Sometimes yeah. good enough <laughs> is good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're just like, you know what? It's kind of like. When Stephen Amell was talking about the final season of Arrow, what he hoped, sometimes the best feeling is when you're done and you're like, you know what? I'm glad I stuck with it. It was worth it in the end. But kind of my switch on Endgame made me go back and rewatch some other MCU movies that I didn't like before. Mm -hmm. Like the first Guardians of the Galaxy, like Ant-Man the Wasp. And God help me. I even tried to sit through Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, no. And I made a decision. I was thinking, you know, the MCU right now is kind of where it was in Phase 1. And, in my opinion, the thing that made it, like, kind of uninterested, made me uninterested is the fact that their first one, Spider-Man, Far From Home, was terrible. And I was like... It's almost unfair to me to say that because I haven't seen Far From Home. Yeah. So, um, I made the mind-numbingly stupid decision. That I was like, you know what? Could it really be worse than Homecoming? No, it could be as bad as Homecoming. But it can't be worse. So, while it was free on demand... Final words said before I po- I popped on Spider-Man Far From Home. When I said it couldn't be worse than Homecoming, I was wrong. Because it found a way. It is truly an awful movie. Yeah. It's well, really terrible. Well, now you now you see. I 
I defended Homecoming <laughs> to you many times <laughs> and thought that Far From Home would solidify it as a good uh, Spider-Man iteration and then uh, my of course uh, yeah I was yeah Far it's, From Home is kind of a mess it's really awful <clears throat> it it is such a mess and I mean people want to talk about is there a dip in because there is now talk about is there a dip in quality after these Disney Plus shows and Black Widow is kind of getting it's positive but it's not like Civil War yeah. or the first Avengers which is a high mm-hmm. bar to un- understand high bar yeah but still and I gotta say there's an issue with the fact that John Watts who directed this mm-hmm. is will now with Fantastic Four will be tied with the Russo brothers as having directed the most MCU movies and I'm just like there is clearly a problem with the MCU now. Like, that fact by itself shows that there is an issue. He's also the first one to get a whole trilogy, too. Yeah, I... uh, I, (laughs) It's awful. But here's a show I wanted to tell you, I've been wanting to tell you about for a while. Because I've been watching it, and I got my parents hooked on it. So... Just going through on Wikipedia, they have the old TV schedules from the 90s. Love that. Because why watch the crap they make today, right? Stay <laughs> in the 20th century. Yeah. So I went through the Fox schedule of the 90s, and have you ever heard of this show called Beyond Belief Fact or Fiction? Beyond Belief? Wait. Uh, hmm. Is this like a... What so- it sounds like from the title, like some kind of a uh, nonfiction-ish show. Like, but let's see. He- here's what it is. It is a show similar. It's kind of a similar format to um to um not unwanted answers. Unsolved <laughs> mysteries. Oh. <laughs> no, unwanted okay. answers is completely original. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's so, this is the first show of its kind. This is different. Yes. So beyond belief, it's like an unsolved <laughs> mysteries where they show you five different stories of, like, sometimes it's, like, ghosts or something or just fun, just this weird stuff that happened. Interesting. However, the premise is that some of these stories are true and some of these are fake, and at the end they tell you which is which. That is such a cool premise. (laughs) So, yes, I show my parents it and we've been going through it we've only got five episodes left but yeah um on the wikipedia you should check it out i think you'd yeah. like it i think that sounds awesome I'll, i i want to check this out so badly that it almost looked like on the wikipedia page it might it might have uh, spoiled which ones are true and false i'm gonna stay away from that because <laughs> i, I want to try and figure it out oh also guess who pops up in an episode you probably won't be able to um, I just I you're right. I probably won't. Just take I'm a random. To... There is someone from the office who pops up in an episode. Oh, and not it's... a main one, but okay. I'm trying to just. I would say recurring wise. Um, let's see. I don't know. I don't know why it would. Some of the people are coming to mind. I don't know why it would be them. Things came early to mind seasons, like... early uh, recurring. Okay, early recurring. I don't think you'll be able um, to guess it. 
Yeah, I guess I guess not with how uh, early recurring I'm thinking. I don't know. All right, it is the one Pam should have ended up with, Roy Anderson. Oh, okay. I actually that crossed my mind, but I was trying to think of someone who was like a seemed a bit older. Well, but when I guess would've, this wouldn't be that it far would've been like, before. Let's see, Office started in 2005, yeah. and I think his was from 99, so it would be a, about yeah, a six Yeah, not year that, difference. yeah. And also, <laughs> what makes it even funny is, do you know the name of the writer? So most of the time there's two writers who write most of the scripts for the show. Most of them, at the beginning of every story, it says, written by Mike Scott. <laughs> wow. Uh, you, this show seems so interesting to me. Uh, we should... I, I should, like, watch an episode. This is. This seems like great fodder for, like, a very niche podcast. Uh, oh, yes. Like, uh, covering obscure... No, I'm not sure how obscure this was. Um, I mean, but, it did uh, run for four seasons on Fox. Yeah, no, 90s, like, pop TV kind of things. That's really interesting. Yes, I will say season two is kind of when they kind of find their format because then they have the guy who hosted it most of the time, Jonathan Frakes, takes over hosting it, and those writers kind of take over season one is good though but season mm-hmm. two it's like the office that's where they really hit their stride got it okay all right so yes that is one because i like i think you'd like that that show <laughs> i think so all right I, I just i have to give a shout out to these two things before i move into another main thing yeah oh okay i've i've continued to watch superman lois and boy has it been incredible in fact, there was an episode recently, Not, I haven't seen this week's episode yet, but the one from um, episode 10, I think it was. At the end, I won't lie, I got a bit upset. Oh. And it's not because it was bad. I think the way to describe it, it's like Infinity War upset at the end. Where, I mean, like, when we do these shows, we mostly think about, oh yes, that was some good writing. That was some good acting. But I won't lie. At the end of the show, I felt like I was four and watching like Power Rangers again. Because at the oh. end, there's like, I'd almost say if you've been watching the show and following it and you love this version of Superman, there's almost an Infinity War type ending to one of the episodes. And you're like, no, 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 oh. no Superman, no. And, and then you see the villain, you're like, this dude needs to die. This dude needs to die. No, you can't oh. end it like this. And what made it worse is they went on a break for a month. You're like, oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. And I've been wanting to continue uh, watching this. I had a, a hiccup with streaming <laughs> availability in my personal life, but I I, I, I have uh, access to it again. And I, oh, yeah. it gets even better? And they're like, well... Is that a spoiler? I don't think so, but there's moments where it just goes where I wasn't expecting it to go, and it's brilliant. Sweet. Yeah. And, yeah, even this last episode, um, there's an episode I would, you know, I was looking forward to it, but I wasn't as excited because I knew 
it was gonna focus more on Lois and the and the two sons than it was Superman just because of how the previous episode set it up. Yeah. But I was glued. Like I was like, this is brilliant. And yeah. another episode. I think it's a lot of times it's hard to do a t- an episode of TV, especially a superhero show where you're kind of in one location the whole time. But they did it right. in an episode, and it was great as well. I've really like I am shocked, like how great this season has been. Like I had high hopes, but it's really surpassed them. And I might have to say it may be the best season of live action superhero television I've ever seen. Like wow. it, the I mean, bar is that high. From the uh, first couple of episodes I saw, I wouldn't be surprised. I was really hooked on on where it was going. Um, oh yes. Alright, so last thing I'll bring up is so there's been a lot of movies in the past century and sometimes yeah. it's hard to get to all of them. Almost yeah, almost all <laughs> the movies actually. Yes. All all the uh, there are a lot of movies in the past century, all of them. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, the more time goes on, the more difficult it is because there's more movies coming out all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible, I think. It's kind of like if like your parents say, "Well, why didn't you- did you watch the Brady Bunch or did you watch Gilligan's Island?" <laughs> no, because since you were young, there's been yeah. 30 years yeah. of more stuff. This is actually stuff. This is an interesting thing I've been uh, thinking about a lot because uh, uh, fellow people who are like interested in horror like are really upset that I haven't seen movies like The Exorcist or uh, The Thing, like popular uh, 70s and 80s horror movies that people like gatekeep. Like you're not a real ho- like horror fan <laughs> if you haven't seen these. You ha- well, you haven't even seen it. What are you doing? And I'm like, there are so many movies like that when i die i'm not going to have seen all of them yes i don't have to have seen these ones i know that's really hard for like to think like i might die and never have seen the exorcist are people telling you this well are you do you know them in real life are they older than you or uh no actually it's more like younger people who are like the type of people who are just like the 80s were the best era of horror and it's just like (laughs) really um anyway that's a whole uh other controversial topic that i don't think the 80s is the best era for and that would make people a lot of people upset but uh i look forward (laughs) to your special standalone video on the youtube channel where you just rant but you know what 80s kind of sucked i said it someone needed to say it yeah, I mean, I actually, I could. They, if we start doing uh, solo episodes, I could definitely talk about how I think that the 2000s were a very underrated era of horror and that people overlook a lot of the best horror movies of all time because some of the worst horror movies of all time were coming out at that time. Oh, so. yes. So there's a lot. It's difficult to catch up, but I decided this year, 2021, I was like, you know what? I'd like to go and see some older films. So, on Wikipedia, which is important to say, it's on, it's available on Wikipedia. It's a nice list. I've been Shout going through... I've never 19... donated, but you should donate. Yes, love Wikipedia. I've been going through the 1998 <clears throat> AFI Top 100 Movies list. Oh, really? Yes. So, and you know what's nice? Oh, what? The thing is, is that 
the launch of HBO Max makes it so a lot of those are on there. Oh, really? Yes. And sometimes I have to jump back and forth because some move around like um, somewhere on Peacock and then they'll move over to Paramount Plus or whatever or move to Hulu or something. So I've been going through those. So I'll just say the ones I've gone through so far because I've been jumping around is... One, I've seen Citizen Kane, Casablanca, which is my favorite of the ones I've seen of this list so far. I see. So you're really going from, I'm looking at the list right now, you're really going from top down. Yes. I thought about doing reverse, but I was like, it's 100. I might yeah. as well make sure I see the best yeah, first. Yeah, so you, you want to get <laughs> to those first. Yes. So yeah, Casablanca is my favorite one. Um, I've seen Gone with the Wind. Um, which, by the way, I know some people last year were throwing a big hissy fit of, oh, why, why are they playing that intro on, on HBO Max? The intro, look, there's some offensive stuff in there. The intro, it was a good idea to put the intro in there. One thing I would say is there's a little bit of spoilers in the intro, so maybe cut that out. But otherwise, the oh. intro, what, it, it was nice to have a little bit of a, hey, this is a product from the 30s, so... I see. Okay. I have Warts no idea what this is talking about, but yeah, okay. There is... I, I'm fine with an intro. <laughs> yes. Um, they didn't edit the movie at all. They said, hey, it's a product of its time. You know, here's the good, here's the bad, whatever. Watch the movie. It's a, it's a yeah. three-minute thing. Again, some spoilers in that intro that I didn't want to know, but still. Mm -hmm. All right, it. Godfather, The Wizard of Oz, um... And the one, the one I've seen I didn't like so far was The Graduate. Oh, I don't even know if I've heard of that. It's movie, been parodied but... on The Simpsons. Um, oh. In one of my classes, um, the teacher showed the end of it. And I just watched it. I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, I couldn't oh. tell if it was a comedy <laughs> or drama. I see. So I was like, it's too stupid to be a drama, but yeah, it's not funny. And I guess it was supposed to be a comedy. It's very much a 60s uh, sex comedy with a bunch of Simon and Garfunkel music played throughout. And it's really dumb. And I felt a little better when I watched a review from Siskel and Ebert in the 90s where they said, yeah, this thing has not aged very well in 30 years. But, um, oh, also... Just a little, um, oh yeah, I saw Wizard of Oz for the first time as well. You saw Wizard of Oz for the first time? I, I did. I watched that a lot as a kid. My grandma showed it to me, and then I'll say, uh, looking at this, I've, uh, I've, I haven't seen many. I've seen Schindler's List, Vertigo, Wizard of Oz, Star Wars. Oh yes, yeah. Snow White. So far, the, the, the one I've been meaning to watch but never have the most is 2001 A Space Odyssey. I haven't seen that. Oh yeah. There's an updated list from 2008, but I was like, no, I want as old as possible because I'm assuming yeah. in 2008 they'd add newer ones, which I'll get there eventually. But yeah, well, I, actually, the the newest movie that I see on here, and if you if you make it far enough, we can finally talk about the Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Ring. Oh yes, I will it's get to 50. there. <laughs> I mean, it, it'll take a hundred. Oh, that's the only movie from the 21st century. Is it uh, on this? I don't see any other movie from. The 2000s. That's the newest movie, 2001. Oh, yes. All right, so um, 
on your speaking of Gone with the Wind, here's a little bit of trivia, okay? There is a certain superhero actor who kind of got their big break in that movie in a small role. I don't think you'll be able to guess the actor, but what superhero did they eventually play? Um, let's see. I don't know, probably Superman, right? Yes. Or, okay. George Reeves, TV's oh. original Superman, was in here in a small role in the Charleston Twin, playing one of the Charleston Twins. And I have to say, I was very excited because I knew he was in here. But there was a certain moment in the movie where I was like, wait, did I hear that right? What is it? I, did, I could not, I might have misheard, right? In the beginning... Oh. Opening scene, okay? There's this girl, Scarlet, who... She's the protagonist, but at the end, you realize she's a horrible person, which is why when Red, played by Clark Gable at the end, says, Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm like, yeah, Red, screw that lady. She's a horrible person, Scarlet. (laughs) Yeah. But she's upset, and George Reeves is mocking her because... The boy she's in love with, he tells her, you've been rejected because he wants to marry his cousin. And I'm like, wait, did I did I hear that right? Did, uh, did he say that she's been rejected because he wants to marry his cousin? Hey, that was normal back then. It was yeah. perfectly, you could shrug it off. It was nothing. And then she goes to him and he tells her, like, she's my cousin. We are blood, so we have so much in common. I'm just like, wow. Yeah, mostly, really mostly did. the blood. <laughs> just, wow, they really went there. He's going to marry. And <laughs> I was like, wow, they really. He's he's choosing to marry his cousin. I was yeah. like, wow. Yeah, and, that was just that was far. That was unrelated enough back yes. then, for sure. Uh, and I'll say the newest one I've watched from the list this week because I've had to jump around was I watched for the first time The Godfather. Oh. Yes. Very good. Um, So yeah. many references now make sense. Like, yeah, for, for example, sure. in The Office, when they say, when Kevin tells Michael to assemble the five families, that's a reference yeah. to The Godfather. Yeah. And um, it was very good. Uh, but I will say... It's very, it's very under, uh, hard to understand what Marlon Brando was saying. <laughs> oh, I speaking like this the whole time. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. You really got to turn the crank the volume up yeah. when he's on to really listen to what he's saying. Yeah, I, I haven't seen The Godfather, but I have seen Goodfellas. So like half and half, we can cover all of the mafia references that uh, that like uh, cult pop culture <laughs> throws at us. That it's either going to be The Godfather or Goodfellas. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Really enjoyed The Godfather. I figured I'll get to the rest of the list later, but I want to finish the trilogy. Yeah. So far, I've seen like an hour of Godfather 2, and I think I like two more than one. So Yeah, what, what I've heard about the is that it's like a really impressive trilogy, like that it's actually all good. Yes. Um, I did... I, pretty sure I had it spoiled for me by the title of the recut of the third one, which is The Death of Main Character. And I was like, well, oh. <laughs> it's nice yeah. because in these movies you don't get too attached because anyone could die at any minute. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. And it makes sense for this type mm-hmm. of franchise that yeah. anyone could die at any minute. Yeah. 
we can we'll, we'll be able to do a lot better at uh um babyface antonio uh, oh yes yeah hey mom make him an office an offer he can't refuse <laughs> yeah <laughs> then like um someone like destroys his teddy bear look look how they massacred my boy look at what they did to him <laughs> all right so yeah going through that list uh looking forward to it yes it's a very good list in movies again casablanca is uh my favorite of the ones i've seen from that list so far skip the graduates though it's pretty bad <laughs> well i'm probably gonna skip almost all of these oh yes all right so you know we didn't talk about who would introduce the first topic but what we've been watching is kind of a nice segue into the first topic i had if we wanted to do that yeah go for it all right guys so now i don't even know if we've i've mentioned it on this show because again we haven't had regular episode for a while Mm -hmm. but ever since the batman moved to 2022 and since we started seeing trailers for a different movie something else has become my number one movie of the year and i went to see it this weekend very excited it was my number one movie Uh. of the year and it was space jam a new legacy yeah most hype movie of the year so uh by the way i want to put a pin in something you said about uh the batman we'll bring that up after this segment but i wanted to ask you something uh, uh, oh um, yes about it. so we'll get to that oh okay but, um <clears throat> so so space jam a new legacy space jam- i'll say i i saw um sometimes i get previews of your thoughts on things because uh social media um, oh yes but uh i'll say uh after seeing some of your previewed thoughts i watched the trailer for this for the first time actually oh, i actually yes. never even seen a trailer uh so anyway i'll let you say your thoughts on it so but i just have a little taste of this from the trailer i saw all right so and i really enjoyed the trailers to me those elevated my ex- that elevated my excitement so <laughs> Space Jam was my most hyped movie because for me, you know, we've had a lot of great cartoon characters, you know. Mm-hmm. So, for but for me, of all the cartoon characters, at the top of the hill, there is the Looney Tunes. I just some people may say Mickey Mouse, some of the Simpsons, some of the Flintstones or Scooby Doo. And I just want to pat him on the hat and say that's adorable that you think that. <laughs> but at the top of the hill, make no mistake, there's the Looney Tunes. Which, you know, I am joking, by the way, if people like those, except for Mickey Mouse, which I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Disney fans. But, yeah, so for me, I love the Looney Tunes. Um, for me, look, I like the original Space Jam. It's a nice movie. It's what were the Looney Tunes doing in the 90s between Tiny Toons and Sylvester and Tweed Mysteries and Animaniacs? You know, it's a nice movie. It's a nice little premise. Born, actually, out of Nike commercials for <laughs> Michael Jordan's shoes, where he yeah. co-starred in them with Bugs Bunny. Oh. So, I was excited. Um, at first, I was like, 
I don't know. I kind of liked how in Looney Tunes Back in Action, they switched up genres. Like, it went from a basketball movie to a spy movie. Mm-hmm. And honestly, as nice of a ideas of it as it is of combining animation and live action, none of them have gotten to the greatness level of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right. But I was excited for it because I was like, you know what? The past 10 years, we've gotten some great Looney Tunes stuff on TV. Right now, we have a great TV show on HBO Max which perfectly updates those characters. Mm-hmm. And I was excited. I saw the trailers, and I went in so hyped. This was my number one movie of the year. Mm-hmm. And there's no other way to say it. It's terrible. It is one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. It wow. is a train wreck. Wow. It is that awful. So, let's start with the positives first. So, positives is that I love the hand-drawn animation they did in the film. I think it looks great. I really prefer that over the CGI animation because it's a drawing come to life. That is cool. Yeah, that's one thing I was actually going to point out about. Like, I didn't understand the point of having them cgi'd at all it didn't There's seem like it really Im- no improved on anything yeah but i love that also as usual they had jeff bergman eric bowsen bob bergen reprising their roles as looney tunes and once as usual they're great just like they are on the tv shows um oh jeff bergman has my favorite audition story <laughs> oh really Yes. Oh, wait, who does he, he voice? He voices Bugs in this movie. Bugs Bunny. Oh, I, I recently saw like an interview with Eric Bauza, and I thought that he always... I, I had gotten the sense that he always did Bugs Bunny. Well, but, uh, every time there's a new project, they audition actors. He's only been Bugs uh, Bunny for the, the current HBO Max show. I got it, okay. <laughs> which he's great in there as well. This one, he was Daffy and Porky. Got it. Okay. So Jeff, he auditioned for Tiny Toons as Bugs and Daffy and all that. And what he did was he took recordings of himself and recordings of Mel Blanc, the original, played them for the people auditioning, and they couldn't tell who was who. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) That is so awesome. So, yes. That's a flex. Oh, yes. The animation, voice acting, top notch. And that was it for this movie. And... This movie was nothing but a two-hour commercial for LeBron James trying to launch an acting career, and it shows he shouldn't launch an acting career because he's not a good actor. (laughs) And basically, just Warner Brothers IP. Like, hey, look at all that. See those characters in the background? Go sign up for HBO Max and you can see all their fun. Yeah. Like, here's three different Jokers. Go sign up for HBO Max. Here's Pennywise. Here's the Flintstones and Scooby-Doo in the background. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, that was my impression. In the trailer, there's even, like, Iron Giant, and I was just like, this is yeah. a lot. Like, yes. it just felt like uh, they're trying to make a cinematic universe it out of felt properties. felt like yeah. some... I can say this because they they're not going to own Warner Brothers anymore. It felt like AT&T executives, you know, who go out business school and make decisions based on charts and graphs and said... You know, look at Marvel Studios. Remember how much success they had when they put all their Marvel characters together? 
Well, logically, then, if we put all the Warner Brothers characters together, from Batman to Scooby-Doo to Bugs Bunny, it should be the... They should make a trillion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was just... Yeah, it was awful. The story <clears throat> between LeBron and his son, which I had a little hope for, because compared to the live-action Tom and Jerry, it felt a little more real, according mm-hmm. to the trailers, but... yeah. It's cliche, boring, uninteresting, and very poorly executed. Yeah. Don Cheadle's villain character is far more annoying and uninteresting than anything else. Um, in the original Space Jam, it's an animated character voiced by Danny DeVito, but in here we see Don Cheadle and it's just uninteresting. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that really got me upset was despite the Looney Tunes being hyped as co-stars... Bugs Bunny has a smaller role in this film than Spider-Man did in Captain America's Civil War. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a story in the original Space Jam, because I rewatched it afterwards, and man, this movie made that one so much better. But in the original one, they cut back and forth between the Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan before they kind of cross over. Mm-hmm. In this, it's all LeBron James for the first half hour, and there's never a moment where it's just the Looney Tunes by themselves. Yeah. And there's a storyline with Bugs that felt like it was intended to be the heart of the movie, but less than mm-hmm. four minutes of the movie's actually spent on it. Yeah. And all the funny gags are shown in the tra- in the trailer, and it feels it leaves the movie not funny at all. And I gotta say, it felt like the writers of the film didn't understand what makes the Looney Tunes characters work. And mm-hmm. thought that, oh, just throw some mindless slapstick. That That's good enough. And it's just, yeah. there's more to it than that. It's like, to compare, there's, um, and I, I did like this show. It's like comparing the new Looney Tunes show they did in 2015 to the current show. Where <clears throat> it felt like in the 2015 show, it felt a little more like, oh, just do some kind of mindless slapstick. Yeah. And there was a bit of an intelligence missing compared to the current HBO Max show. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Like, they both have similar premises. They both have slapstick and all that. But there's something about the HBO Max show that's more intelligent than. Yeah, I understand things having this uh, indescribable intelligence quality. Which, by the way, you'll you'll disagree with this, but a show that I believe the first season had this, like, intelligence that's just kind of hard to see at first that I swear is there is the first, maybe even first two seasons of SpongeBob, um, which I know you don't like, but I was rewatching it recently. Uh, I don't even remember to the show first someone. Seasons. But yeah, it's it's not. I think uh, I think from the outside there could be an impression that it's just this kind of like these annoying characters that just yeah. kind of yell and do fun stuff. And in the first season, there's just this intelligence. It's like a, it, it feels like a classic cartoon to me, like Looney Tunes esque, where there's just this intelligence that yes, there's this silly stuff going on, but there's this indescribable just quality to it that just makes it really special and feel smarter and yeah. enjoyable as an adult. Uh, so I understand that kind of thing in cartoons. That's something that very very easily is missing. Uh, uh, when things just become formulaic or whatever, when you're on yeah. season 25 or something. 
<laughs> oh, yes. And now, if you know this show, this is an insult for me to say this. It felt very similar to the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths, where instead of spending time on plot, most screen time was wasted on pointless and unnecessary references and appearances from other Warner Brothers properties. Like, there's a scene where they, LeBron and Bugs had to go get Daffy and Porky, who are on a train, and gets rescued by Superman. Which, you should be like, oh, Superman, cool. And then a bunch of Justice League pops up. But it's like, there's no narrative purpose. Why are we wasting screen time on this? So, mm -hmm. at, by then, it was... And then when they... Yosemite Sam in Casablanca Land and Granny in Matrix Land, it's like, what is this? Like, that was where I checked out. I was like, this movie is just... It's nothing but commercial for HBO Max. So, and, you know... Six writers worked on this. Like I, the only time I actually laughed in the theater was because of how how bad a, a line was. Where <laughs> I don't know if it's a spoiler, but who cares anymore? Um, yeah, there's a scene care. where they're kind of like in a video game, basketball game, and LeBron tells his son who he's playing against because that makes sense. But whatever, <laughs> nothing about this movie makes sense. But they're playing, and then they the son switches teams because, whatever, it's his dad, I guess. And he is going to do a move that his son, the video game inventor, which, again, cliche storyline, the video game inventor did for a character, but deleted the character. And he said, Dad, my video game character got deleted when you did that. And he said, in a performance only LeBron could give because it sucked, was... But son, I'm not a video game character. I was just like, wow, six writers. Good line. Yeah. That is brilliant writing right there. Such pathos, I felt. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I hated this movie. I didn't just dislike, I hated. I was so upset leaving the theater. Like I was like, this is a piece of garbage, it's crap. I was so upset. Um, it is by far the worst movie of the year. Um one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. And I guarantee you, and when we do our 2029 special, looking back at the decade, Space Jam and New Legacy will be on there for one of the worst movies of the decade. It's wow. that awful. Yeah, wow. I hated it so much. I don't think I've hated a movie this much since Toy Story 4. But if you want to see new Looney Tunes, go watch the great new show on HBO Max that I constantly reference. Do mm -hmm. not waste your time on this piece of garbage. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. my review for Space Jam, a crappier legacy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't have high hopes for it. It wasn't super on my radar because I, I don't know. I didn't expect. It seemed like something that maybe they're only doing because Space Jam was getting a little bit of a, a like a like a, a new liking and so i didn't have it much really faith felt in it, like but... they were like they looked at social media and were like oh people are tweeting about space jam oh let's do it again yeah, exactly and that's why i kind of i was kind of cynical about it to begin with i think but yeah i am it does suck to hear that it sucked yeah i mean <clears throat> as much as i would love for the looney tunes to have great success at their original home on the big screen Reality is, most people now think of them as TV stars. Just, you know, 
the original audience who saw them in theaters are dying off now. But yeah. <laughs> most people think of them as TV stars now, so I guess it's more important that the TV show is better and is by far superior. Yeah. Well, exclusive movie review. Yes. Sucked. Space Jam. God, what an awful movie. So, <laughs> I guess we'll ask, what did you have for a topic, if you want um, to bring one up? Uh, I'll get uh, quickly into a topic after I remove that pin. Oh, uh, yes, yes, Batman. Because, okay, so the, when you mentioned the Batman, I didn't know you're, where you were going with it, and I almost interrupted to bring this up, because I, I trust you as a, a reliable source on all things Batman news, particularly the Batman, the movie. Oh, yes. Recently, someone said to me in a discussion, because I'm sure this discussion has come out, uh, come up at many dinner tables and conversations of someone brings out, oh, did you hear Robert Pattinson's going to be Batman? And then someone's like, uh, I don't like that. Uh. And then I and then maybe someone, because I'm usually this person in the room and is just like, I think that there's a I think this is gonna, it's actually going to be really good. He seems like. Good Especially if you hear the audition process he went through. Like, they were looking yes. at the way yes. he performed with the mask and everything, like his eyes. Yeah, and so someone recently in one of these conversations told me with the confidence of someone saying, like, uh, uh, like my uncle works for Nintendo or whatever, <laughs> that they were delaying it because they were removing Robert Pattinson from it. Uh, that is from We've Got This Covered and is the most unreliable website. I knew when when I heard that, I was immediately like, I know you think I, I was just like, I don't believe you. I have nothing to go off of, but I do not believe you. And I'm going to figure this out later. But I, I was just I didn't. <laughs> it's not I, true. <laughs> I couldn't explain it at the time, but I was just like, this feels like I'm on the playground and a kid is just telling me like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, dude, it, it almost reminds me of just like, did you know in the new Zelda game, you can actually play as Mario if you put in this code? <laughs> and it's like, I can't prove you wrong right now, but that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. We got this covered. Which, got here's it. a funny story. So I graduated a year ago trying to make this degree actually be worth something instead of just mm -hmm. a piece of paper. I filled out an application for We Got This Covered. You know, a, a site oh. which I, I will proudly say is a piece of garbage, and you should never believe mm. anything from there. <laughs> and I got rejected from We Got This Covered. <laughs> oh, wait, no. wait, 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 wait. Comment section is more reliable than We yeah, Got This Covered. That's what I was going to say. They, they, they don't want... It is, uh, it is more reliable yeah. than We Got This Covered. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's certainly true i guess they want science fiction writers instead of people who actually spend time yeah. studying the art of journalism but no i guess not i mean what do they just like make oh like, yes. these like projective claims about stuff based oh, on there are like... so many myths i heard for <laughs> crisis from we got this covered like um yeah well, well let's just google news we got this yeah. covered because they... the uh, to me, it felt like it felt like where like when when I heard this, I was like, wherever you got this news, it feels like they were trying to appeal to the side of you okay. that doesn't like Robert Pattinson. 
right now, Batgirl versus Supergirl movie reportedly in development from We Got This Covered. Not true. <laughs> Sony reportedly wants Kingpin for Tom Holland Spider-Man 4. Not true. Uh, Kang will reportedly start a multiversal war that ends with Avengers 5. Not true. Charlie Cox reportedly signed on for multiple MCU projects. Not true. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, let's see. What was one? One was... Oh, yes. We can confirm that Tom Welling filmed it. Film multiple scenes in Crisis on Infinite Earths wearing the Superman costume. Oh. <laughs> it's, it is the most unreliable suit. I mean, unreliable sight. Yeah. You can think. Because yeah. they just constantly make up stuff. Like, one is about yeah. how Marvel is developing a Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire and Amazing Spider-Man 3 with Andrew Garfield mm -hmm. to come out after No Way Home. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, I didn't know about this site, but that, that was the feeling I had. <laughs> yeah, it is a very... I wouldn't be surprised if there's an article on there that I just haven't found yet that's just like... Uh, because the other thing that was said was like uh, in this conversation was like apparently they thought he was a fine Batman he just didn't make a good Bruce Wayne and I was just like I just this feels made up I don't this like this seems like something oh that someone spitballing they, would say every time they make up some they make up something with Batman let me see what's one yeah what's another one. Uh, also, we apparently we got this covered. Said WB thinks that Robert Pattinson is the best Batman since Michael Keaton. Oh, uh, they say Joker will cameo in the Batman. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't remember. I think it was something we planned to do, or I at least talked about it, and then we just forgot about it because we haven't done a normal episode. Yeah. I was thinking of doing a segment where. We just, like, our response to untrue stuff from We Got This Covered in Cosmic Book News. <laughs> that's a, that's a good segment. Yes, I completely forgot about it until you brought it up. Uh, we Got This Covered. But, yes, it is never, ever yeah. trust something from We Got This Covered. Like, honestly, I, I don't want to be a jerk on Facebook, but there are so many times people will share something. And yeah. I, I think about commenting, it's not true, don't ever trust we got this covered. Yeah. But every once in a while, I don't think I've done it for a while, but if I see like two, three or four mm -hmm. people share something from there, I'll post a status, don't trust we got this covered. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I there's similar stuff in like, there's, I, I really do hate this kind of journalism in general. Uh, there are so many, uh, like, there are similar things in like mu music journalism. I've gotten like uh, shares from people about certain articles. Oh, this band is breaking up, and I'm like, I, I just, for me, I immediately can sniff out when something's not true, and I just kind yes. of, I just kind of look, and I'm just like, I, I think part of it is like, this would not be the only source talking about this if this were true. Yes. Um, when in doubt, go to Variety, The Hollywood Reporter, or Deadline. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> bogus entertainment journalism is a great topic to cover. Oh, yes. Uh, and if anything, this taught they do, me... They, they come up with some clever stuff that we got this covered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely one of those things. I mean, this also sounds uh Oh, another cynical, one was true. that they're developing a Smallville season 11. Right, okay, yeah. So even though it's cynical but true, but there, uh, a lot of things like this, like the only thing that really matters is it will get you to click on it even just to see if it's true or not just to have that funny feeling kind of satisfied that that's enough uh as long as you kind of clicked on it um but yeah this definitely also did show me just how excited i am for the batman it's one of the movies i'm most excited for because even though i felt so steadfastly confident that this person was just pulling stuff out of their butt uh from someone else who pulled something out of their butt um i there was a two maybe two percent of me that maybe believed that there was something i hadn't heard about and i felt like two percent devastated <laughs> like i was just like i don't want to see this if robert pattinson isn't like it sounds like it's gonna be a mess without him but i i knew like that's not true because I, I was even saying like have you seen the trailers there's no way like y- <laughs> you can't possibly have seen the trailers and think that he's bad like um i don't know that was a self that was my self-righteous uh dinner table uh moment of the week you know what i was thinking about for the batman is that it feels like the for the first time since the burton schumacher era, like we're getting true proper batman in a movie like yeah the nolan stuff it was like he's becoming that character in the first two movies mm-hmm Snyder stuff, it's a Justice League thing, so it it already feels a little different, plus yeah. he's older. But this feels like I don't know, it feels very like very Tim Burton-y almost in a way. Yeah. I really like that timeless yeah. feel they're doing with it too. Yeah, and I, I feel like this is kind of showing me why I liked Batman to begin with. Because I'm like I'm pickier about the character than than you, of course, like that my liking of the character is a little bit more niche where there are certain things that hit me and it's just like yes this is this is batman this is why i like the character and um the tim burton and uh it looks like this really hit that spot for me where uh the other stuff uh, just doesn't uh not that i don't like it but uh um, it's oh. very much hitting that exact right formula. So, Speaking of Batman, I completely forgot to mention it. Recently, Warner Brothers released Batman The Long Halloween Part 1, which is one of my favorite Batman storylines. It was kind of like yeah. the Bible <clears throat> for The Dark Knight. Like <clears throat> The Dark Knight is a, very much a loving tribute to The Long Halloween Similar mm-hmm. to like Civil War is a loving tribute to the comic Civil War. Yeah, and they did an animated, like proper adaptation of putting it, the comic to the big to, um, on the screen. Yeah, and I was very excited. Been waiting for it since Batman Year One came out ten years ago, and it is one of the best Batman movies I've ever seen. Oh, it is wow. one that I will say. I think it's better than any of the live-action ones. And it's up there with Mask of the Phantasm, Under the Red Hood, 
The Dark Knight Returns. It just is that good. I'm in, I'm really interested in that storyline in general. So I. Wow. Have you have you read Year One yet? No, still right here. Oh right yeah, right here. I just have been slacking on reading. Period. I've like read. Nothing, oh yeah, me but... too. I get that. But when you finish Year One, you immediately gotta go into the Long Halloween because it's like a direct sequel yeah. to that. It is yeah, so good. That's what I've heard. The, that basically is the Batman uh, storyline I'm interested in. I just need to get through Year One first. That's that's really anytime I think about I want to start reading, uh, get uh, reading some of the comics I've stacked up again. Year One is the first thing on that list, but it's just yeah. Oh, and also um. They're talking, they mentioned in interviews about um, doing Dark Victory, which is a sequel to The Long Halloween. It tells Robin's origin story. I'm just yeah. like, please, please do it. Please, Butch Lukic, you've done such a great job with The Long Halloween. Please do Dark <laughs> Victory. Yeah. Then it's like we have the whole thing of year one, Long Halloween, Dark Victory, like the complete full story. Yeah. Cool. Oh, uh, yes. Well, there we go. We had to talk about Batman someone here. I'm glad I remembered that uh, for this time. Uh, oh, this yes. Good to bring up on comment section because, uh, yeah. Now I can tell everyone with more confidence that I talked about it on a podcast. Oh, yes. And you know it's fake. <clears throat> if anything, you can bring up. <laughs> You could like spread more rumors. Like you go, we got this covers website. Like, uh, yeah. Did you hear that Charlie Cox <laughs> is signed on for multiple Daredevil movies in the MCU? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so off of that, and uh, overall, I, I I don't have. I think for this episode, I'll just kind of quickly go through this this one. Uh, this will be my my one thing for this episode, and that's uh, something I think I've brought up every year. And so, even when there's not a ton to talk about, like this year, I like to bring it up anyway. And that's... what we should do. I just re- I just before we get oh, yeah. into that, you know, yeah, what I realize sure. it's on HBO Max. Oh, what? The New Mutants. Yeah. We should do I... virtual commentary. We watch it for the first time on Actually, HBO Max. Y- you know what's really I'm I'm I. This is a funny story, and I am really glad that this is what happened now. But um, uh, at my uh, friend's apartment, um, uh, a couple of my friends, uh, whom you know who went to school with us, were uh, about to start watching a movie. And I was about to head out, and like they were like, oh, "You can stay and watch the movie." And I, they were beginning to watch the New Mutants at that no moment, way. and I was watching the very beginning of it, and uh, saw Anya Taylor Joy, and I was just like, I, I remember saying, "Like, you know what? This is, in a strange way, one of the most anticipated movies to me of all time, in a weird, twisted way." but I cannot watch it with you. It's not time. It's not the right it's not time. time. And so I left. Um, <laughs> uh, but I just thought I, I saw glimpses of that movie, and I was like, I can't believe I'm seeing this with my own two eyes. The more um, time gets away from it, the big, the bigger the hype builds. Yeah, we're hyping it up even more. We, yes. ha- we have to watch it on the show now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Finally. 
What if that? What if that? Uh, we've never totally lost an episode before. What if that's <laughs> that? That would be heartbreaking. That would be a moment lost forever. Yeah, I won't jinx it. Um, that would be um, where you know how like we have to go like a special like Apple store and be like, hey, it's deleted. Is there a way somehow? Like I know there's yeah. a way because I he- I hear about on. In the news that the cops can do it all the time. Yeah. Can is there like a back, back? room? Is there like a back room where they can do shady, not technically legal, under the table stuff where you can get Here the files is $100. back? hundred dollars. It is yours if you bring it back. Where are they keeping the information where they're spying on us? Where are they keeping yes. that? We just well, anything. Come on. Oh yes. Uh, yeah, that's a, that is a great tradition, and I wouldn't want just because the movie came out, I wouldn't want yes. to ruin that tradition. So we gotta keep the new mutants running on this show. Oh yes. Well, um, the other tradition I was getting into is simply bringing up the E3 video game convention, which happens every summer. Um, I don't know about last year, actually. I can't can't remember. But um, was there, it might have been a virtual one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so there's usually E3 happens sometime in June, and there's just, a, just an absolute swath of video game-related uh, updates, announcements, announcements of new games, updates on games that are in the works. Um, and it's always fun to go over as uh you know for for me it's uh uh i i always have more niche interests on it because like with everything i can't like the popular stuff oh but um uh, popular stuff so the things that I, i just like to go over the things that stood out to me and that i'm excited about uh and i probably am missing some things that other people thought were of note but um so the exciting things to me uh there's gonna be uh, a new life is strange game called life is strange true colors uh which is kind of the third game in the series this is like a narrative like almost playable movie like series almost like the telltale games uh kind of thing uh but i always found life is strange to be my favorite of this style of game uh it's kind of just this like supernatural drama kind of thing but it's just got really great characters and every every game like one two and three has new characters which is interesting but the basic conceit is usually that it's just teenagers and they have superpowers which isn't the most uh pulling plot necessarily but it's always so well written uh and i'm actually more excited for this one than i was for two which i i didn't even totally finish life is strange 2 but life is strange 1 is one of my favorite video games of all time so as is the prequel life is strange before the storm which came out a couple years ago um those are two of my favorite games of all time so i'm i'm looking really looking forward to life is strange 3 and the new characters five now or i don't um I think it's coming out, well, I think, I'm not sure, I think games are still going to be coming out on PS4 for a little while, so I think I'm set there, but I think it might be coming out on PC as well, which will, I'll I'll just go into it right now, another announcement is the, what are they calling it? It's, there's a Steam video game console uh, coming out as, uh, 
so Steam is like to the completely uninitiated I usually describe it as like the iTunes for video games yeah um there have been rumors almost like uh uh I already forgot uh, we've got this covered oh uh, yeah we, almost <laughs> like we got this covered type of rumors for years about Steam coming out with a console they finally actually are it's called like, the that Steam. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, they're they're finally like, um, wish we would have thought of that. <laughs> uh, the the rumors because people have the other great the greatest thing about Steam, honestly, it, it's for PC games, but things go so on sale on there. Like you can get like just full on sixty dollar games for like five or ten dollars sometimes if you catch the right wow. sale it, um and so that's the reason why some people have such huge steam libraries of games they've never played <laughs> because they're just like oh i have to get this it's on sale and i myself oh, yes. I, i'm i haven't gone as wild as some people some people have like thousands of games it's absurd but um i have like maybe 200 games in my steam library from all these sales oh, that have built wow. up over the last like 10 years and I'm really excited. I actually, I, I hope it doesn't suck as a console, but I fully intend on getting this. Like, I think this might be, instead of getting a PS5, I might get this, because I already own, like, 200 games for it. It's it's perfect. So, um, uh, yeah, so it's called the Steam Deck, and it's Does honestly, that mean it's, it would just be all digital? I probably i mean i'm thinking it's just like yeah it's probably just going to be your steam games but uh that's fine i guess uh, i mean discs are on the way out anyway uh yeah. which i if i were to get a ps5 i would have gotten the one with the discs i would i prefer that but for the steam deck i'm not as concerned about it it's like a pc you can like i mean you kind of if the files don't have drm I don't know. I already have a huge library. It's not that big of a deal for me. The backwards compatibility is, is presumably like infinite since you can just play oh, anything on Steam. Um, like the, I don't think there's anything in my li in my library of games that I wouldn't be able to play. Um, so uh, yeah, and it's sort of like nintendo switch competitor a little because i believe you can take it handheld or plug it into a a, a a dock to play on the tv and for our generation that's like you can go ps2 yeah. or game boy yeah exactly and i'll say the nintendo switch is my favorite video game console that has come out like since the gamecube or the ps2 like it's really one of the, it, i love the nintendo switch i think it's a great format to um be able to do that with games so uh i i'm, I'm excited about the the steam deck that wasn't even necessarily part of my e3 announcements but i was really excited about that um do you have all the consoles like do you have an xbox as well as ps4 and nintendo uh, switch or i don't have a current i, I don't have an xbox one and I think, is there another X? Is, oh, there's like Xbox One X or whatever. Um, uh, there the, should be a new one coming now. If there's a PS5. Yeah, the I can't remember what the equivalent of the PS5 is called, like that generation of Xbox. Uh, and so I obviously don't have one. Uh, I had an Xbox 360 and an original Xbox, but I dropped off after that. Honestly, the newest console I have is the Switch. The one before before that, I got a PS4, and then yeah. Um, 
I've been satisfied with the Nintendo Switch for a few years now. Um, so there hasn't really uh, been anything pulling me enough to a PS5, although another thing on this list is the one thing that if this comes out and it turns out to be very good might get me to consider uh, the PS5 again, and that's Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was a game for the PS4 that came out in 2017, and it was my favorite video game released that year. This really cool RPG, which feels almost like this uh, old, like, tribal early human, like, uh, caveman era aesthetically, but it also takes place in the future, like it's society <laughs> reforming, and there are tons of, uh, like, robot creatures that roam the world um, that you kind of hunt for and stuff. Um, so it's sort of like the wreckage of uh, humanity that went too far, and there are all this tech just lying around and weird, like, robot creatures that are really fun to fight. You fight with, like, this electronic bow type thing. Um, it just the whole, the theme of it is really unique and exciting. The main character is, is great, Alloy, and uh, this is going to be a follow-up to that. Uh, it's an RPG open world. It's uh, oh, I love open world. Yeah, uh, this this game. I I always felt sad for this game. It came out right around the same time as Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which was like an absolute phenomenon. It was immediately considered one of the best games of all time by many people. And I've since gone back and play and, and played that uh, like maybe two years late. And it is one of the best games of all time. I will, Breath of the Wild, it is. So I get the hype. In fact, it might even be better than Horizon Zero Dawn, but I still feel bad for Horizon Zero Dawn that it came out at the same time because they're similar games, open world, like <laughs> RPG style games. But this one isn't a Zelda game. It doesn't have that pull. Yeah, and it's not the big franchise. Yeah, and I'm just like, they're, the fact that a game called Horizon Zero Dawn that's a completely new IP came and it was about as good as a Zelda game that's considered one of the best games of all time. Everyone who hasn't played Horizon Zero Dawn and likes this style of game should play it. It's great. Um, yes. And the sequel is the thing I'm most looking forward to on the PS5. Um, we've got a Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game, which I think is some kind of action uh, game. Uh, I, I don't know much about it, but it's a Marvel game, so I uh, thought... I mean, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see it come through. The I, I like Gar the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, obviously, so I'm, I am very interested in it coming to a new medium, but... I don't know if uh, liking Guardians of the Galaxy will be enough for me to play it. I usually don't care for just straight up, just action game kind of things. But um, I will. Yeah. What? Oh, I will say one thing. I'm very glad is that with these video games, I know apparently the Avengers one they did. I heard kind of a mixed reaction to. 
I'm so glad that when we talk about at least the games like Spider-Man, Avengers, Guardians, they're not the MCU versions. They're a new yeah, I love version. That. And I think it's so important <laughs> because, look, 13 years in, you're adding new TV shows. You got to start moving past the MCU for those characters to have a life. Yeah. Just like in retrospect, it was such a great decision for the Arkham games not to just be continuations of the Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah. Like, it's so important that, you, that they're moving forward and gives me hope. Gives me hope that yeah. we can move beyond the MCU because these characters are bigger than just that one movie yeah. franchise. And I think video games have come into their own enough that, like, I'm glad to see that we're past the era of these obvious just, like, cash grab, like, just make this movie but the video game and so like it, it looks yeah like that era seems to be done and uh video games are invested in enough to where a marvel guardians of the galaxy game can be its own thing uh or like it, it doesn't have to just be an extension of the movies it is uh, the IP but its own thing um, can be uh, different versions of the characters but um, yeah not a lot to report on that I'll, I'll see how it looks when it when it comes out but I, I like that Guardians of the Galaxy is getting uh, a big like AAA video game like this because I think it's a really great franchise for it um, there is a remake uh, oh in I'll end with the Nintendo news because because uh, since the Nintendo switch is the set, the console I'm currently on right now these are the ones that are more relevant to me uh, there's an HD remake of one of the only Zelda games I've never played Skyward Sword because I never owned a, a Wii or Wii U I skipped that entire era um, <laughs> and I think most people did my um, sister bought a Wii I said Hey, let's. She asked, "Hey, you want to put our Christmas money together and buy a Wii?" And I said, "Hell no! If you <laughs> want us to put it together, we're getting a PS3 or an Xbox. I am not getting a stupid Wii." And she said, mm -hmm. "I don't just want to play simply video games. I want to move around." She played it one weekend, never again. Yeah. She played my PS3 more than she's ever played that Wii. Yeah, honestly, uh, there are some people, there's there's people growing up enough to be nostalgic for the Wii, so I know that it's sensitive for some people, but I think the Wii and the Wii U were the biggest misses in Nintendo's history. They Didn't they have to add the arm bracelet because people was, yeah. were throwing the remote into the TVs? Yeah, and uh, the Wii was a gimmick. The Wii U was actually... Uh, People don't realize that there's another entirely different console called the Wii U. Worst name ever. <laughs> um, not the same console. Fully different console. Uh, and much better. Um, but borderline ended Nintendo as a company because of how poorly it did. Um, anyway. Sounds very much like a shtick. Like, that's one thing, but you gotta have a main game count console from Nintendo. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. like 
no one could comprehend that the Wii U was supposed to be the new Nintendo console. Like this, the Wii U. It has nothing to do with the Wii. It's See, a new a thing. They should have called it something it's else. Such a bad Nintendo name. Nintendo U or something. I've all. It is. It is such a bad name. And so the Nintendo Switch is exactly what they needed. And it's again the the best thing they came out with since the GameCube, in my opinion, because they finally have good like mainline titles. I can be excited about. I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of Nintendo games, but I often didn't talk about it i was never excited about a lot of the mainline titles mario zelda metroid and stuff and now they're starting to come out with good ones again um one of the ones i didn't play was skyward sword which was a wii u title i believe uh, that's a zelda game never really appealed to me that much because of the, the the time it came out and it just didn't look like my kind of thing but there is a full HD remake on the Switch now, so maybe I'll try and get off my checklist of having played basically every Zelda game. Um, more exciting. All the way through? Um, I haven't beat every Zelda game. Oh. Maybe like half of them I've beat. And that, <laughs> that is saying something because they're a lot. It's like my favorite video game franchise. But, um... Uh, more exciting is Breath of the Wild 2. I mentioned Breath of the Wild. There's uh, This is the first time a Zelda game has just had a straight-up sequel like this, too, because usually each one's kind of standalone. Uh, Breath of the Wild, which came out in 2017, was more open-world, uh, really, really... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like... Uh, they tried really hard. Um, ambitious. It was a very ambitious Zelda title. Uh, and they're going... A direct sequel to it. Breath of the Wild 2. Um, that... We keep getting more and more information about that trickling in, and it's... I think gonna. I think it's got a 2022 release at this point. Um, and last thing I'll bring up from E3... Another one of my favorite franchises of video games of all time, and I don't think has had a truly great game in a long time either, and that's Metroid, the sci-fi game where you play as Samus the Bounty Hunter and explore kind of spooky sci-fi settings, upgrading your armor, fighting aliens. Uh... uh I would say the the best two uh, sort of subcategories of the Metroid series are the Metroid Prime games, which are 3D style and came out originally for the GameCube. Uh, those are very good, and a lot of people that's their 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 favorite of the series. It's more first person. It's but. Really, oh, the heart of the series, yeah, and but that, and that's why it, really the heart of the series to me, and where it's totally at is um, the two D Metroid games, side scrolling, uh, little adventure exploration games. Uh, the best of which was before my time, really. It was a Super Nintendo game called Super Metroid, uh, which is. Uh, the best Metroid game, in my opinion, and there's a new game called Metroid Dread coming out, 
which looks like it is like a in a way a sort of spiritual successor to super metroid they're going fully back to a 2d side scrolling um style of metroid game and i'm really excited about that um and with the record of so many like of this era of nintendo games having a lot more care put into it i feel than the like uh late 2000s uh sort of stuff i think this could be really good and i actually think let me see i think metroid dread might be my number one most anticipated video game from this e3 uh it looks really awesome um is that it? I think it is. Um, oh, there's another Metroid. Metroid Prime Four is in the works, but that's been delayed many times and still in the distant future. Metroid Dread is coming out first. Anyway, that's all for E3 news 2021. Oh yes, E3. Yeah, maybe it was a better year than I, I thought because I feel like I had more to more to say about this year than previous years. Yeah, I don't think we covered it. Well, we didn't have a normal episode last year, so Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't I don't totally remember what I would have covered if anything. I don't know if I did. But in and yeah, in previous years I always liked to cover it. It's one of the events of the year that has a lot of the announcements I care about. Oh yes. All right. So, shall we move on? Absolutely here what you got another bit of news sure here's one uh nice little fun one all right so recently this week actually it was announced that leslie grace who people know from in the heights was cast as batgirl for an hbo max movie so I don't really know anything about Leslie Grace. I haven't seen her in anything. Um, I know she's 26, which makes me feel old, and I die inside <laughs> thinking, God, I'm older than Batgirl now. But <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. When, yeah. yeah, so... But we do... It does mean we do have some news for Batgirl, and I believe she said on Twitter, she basically kind of confirmed that this would be the Barbara Gordon version of Batgirl, a movie that will be exclusively to HBO Max instead of going into theaters. So, one of the things that I've been really hoping for in the DCEU back when, you know, Ben Affleck was Batman, was that we'd expand the Bat family because I think that having the Bat family makes Batman more interesting because... It's not like when Batman's by himself, it's normally you got to do a younger Batman. It's a Batman who doesn't know what he's doing. But when you have, like, Robin and Batgirl there, it's Batman in his prime. He's He knows what he's doing, and the stakes are higher because it could be Robin or Batgirl dies. And not only that, it's like for Bruce Wayne, hey, that's a member of his new family now. He already lost one family, and he could lose them a member of his new family that he got as Batman so uh, Batgirl um, one of my favorite Bat family characters I think 
I think generally I can say Batgirl is probably the second most recognizable Bat family member outside Dick Grayson, whether as Robin or Nightwing. And one thing about Batgirl that I think could help her introducing her in her own film is that her origin story isn't as connected to Batman. Like, like for Dick Grayson, you have to have Batman for his origin story. Or Jason Todd or Tim Drake to where Bruce kind of adopts them and trains them versus for Leslie, I mean for Batgirl, she is inspired by Batman. She's the daughter of the commissioner. It's kind of like you could kind of limit it to having reports of Batman on the TV. Now, don't get me wrong. I'd love for Batman to have an appearance. I don't care which one, be it Ben Affleck or Robert Pattinson. Oh, I think she might... How old is Robert Pattinson? They might be close to the same age, but whatever. Well, so, I don't know how old he is, but all I know is he wasn't a good Bruce Wayne, and he's not going to be in the Batman Oh, anymore. Oh, yes, I forgot. They're reshooting the movie to remove <laughs> Yeah, him. they have to reshoot every single scene of the movie. Yes. Um, according to... We got this cover. George Clooney has been re- recast <laughs> as Robert Pattinson, and he's doing the reshoots. Yeah, and they're keeping the dialogue the same, so anything that alludes to him being, like, 30 or whatever... Yes. ...they're keeping it in. It will be perfect for a 60-year-old Bruce Wayne. <laughs> so, yeah, so... I'm looking forward to it. You know, um, HBO Max, I think, is a nice spot to put it because it is a little bit risky. I mean... Batgirl is not, she's not Robin, you know, where she's not as well known. Like, in the Adam West show, she didn't appear until season three, which was the final season. Batman the Animated Series didn't really use her as a main character until the final season. So, she's well known to Batman fans, but not as much as the general public. So, I think HBO Max is a good spot for it. So, yeah. Got some news about Batgirl. What do you think about Batgirl movie? I will look forward to I'm looking forward to it. I'll be excited yeah. for when it drops. It sounds awesome. I, I've mentioned, uh, we're seeing a new era of uh, comment section where I actually am more curious about DC than Marvel now. I think just because my tastes have changed a little. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for uh, not anything new coming my way dc but this I, I like i always like seeing the the first of something like uh movie wise see where yes. they go with it so this movie's premiere on hbo max in seven theaters do you think that it would still be set in the dceu or would it be a separate thing i still think it would be in the DCU, but it would almost be interesting about an HBO Max-specific DC movie universe. What do you think? Do you think it's in the DCU, even though it's on HBO Max? I mean, yeah, it's a good question. I don't necessarily think that it being on HBO... Hmm. Good question. I don't know. I I, I could go either way on whether it's part of the dceu or not i really don't know what they do with that but i i mean i personally hope it's not um i think 
I'd, I'd just I'd like to see something more either more standalone or to just get a different vision on a collaboration of characters a bit which I think DC desperately needs so it would be very cool to get like a secondary sort of DC universe kind of thing in the form of HBO Max straight to HBO Max kind of things that'd be really interesting I can't say whether we get that though Alright, it's gotta be asked. Do you think Batman will appear in the movie? Uh, I... I think at least you would see on news report at least somewhat like a stunt guy mm-hmm. in the Batman suit. Yeah, I'm thinking cameo levels. I'm, thi- I'm thinking there would be, but yeah, just no more than like cameo level. All right, now, here's another kind of thing to ask. So, there's rumors, and, you know, this is coming from the Hollywood Report. Not We got this covered, so. But there's rumors that after the Flash movie, Keaton will be the DCEU Bruce Wayne. And that one of the movies he might appear in is Batgirl. Do you think that, um... We could find out um, before the Flash movie comes out if he's in it. If that's kind of the plan to continue with Keaton in the DCEU. Hmm. Uh, I don't know about before that. Um, well, and the Flash does come out at the end of next year. So of, that is a while. I can see us having a better vision of future of the DCU by then. Maybe a little before that. Yeah, I'd almost think that they'd almost delay filming to where the weekend The Flash comes out, if that's the plan. Then they could announce, hey, Michael Keaton was back. Here's where he'll pop up next. (laughs) Yeah, so there we go for the news that Batgirl will be a... Oh, I, I guess also, um, who do you think is most likely to appear if Bruce Wayne were to appear in the film or Batman? Who do you think would most likely appear? Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton, or Robert Pattinson? In... I would say of the three, I'd lean towards Keaton. Yeah, I, I was thinking Keaton. I was thinking Keaton by process of elimination because I don't think it's going to be... Um... Ben Affleck or Robert Pattinson. So, and with the news we've covered recently, I I would lean towards it being Michael Keaton. All right, so there we go with that story about cool, cool Leslie cool. Grace with Batgirl. She's in a new movie now. We just gotta get Nightwing in a movie. Yeah. Put them all together with Batman. It would be amazing. Yeah, <clears throat> I uh. I don't know if I've consumed a single thing with Batgirl in it, so since that's the well, character I have to Batman dive in. Batman and Robin. 
Oh right, <laughs> it's been it's been like fifteen years since I've seen Batman and Robin. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you should see after you, because you've seen Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. You should see Batman, and Mister Freeze, Sub Zero. Oh sure, and I was actually on the top. Uh, as we were talking about this, I was digging through uh, Batman: The Long Halloween because I'm interested in seeing <laughs> that. Interesting uh, cast here. I didn't. Uh, the guy from. Has, has this been before uh, the guy from Supernatural as Batman? And oh, then... oh, oh, yeah. For years, for years, people have been wanting <laughs> Jensen Ackles to play Batman. And I this see. was his debut as Batman. Okay. And he is great. I okay, because mean... when, I, when I saw it, I was like, that makes sense. I've never thought about yes. it before, but it makes sense. And you know what? When you hear him as Batman, you wouldn't think that was him. Wow. Yeah, I'll say this because is. I, I'm pretty happy. Red for this. Hood, he voiced a character, and it sounds like him. But as Batman, you don't. Is he is such a great Batman? Awesome. All the fanboys and comment sections <laughs> were right. Yeah, but yeah, this was his first time playing Batman. Cool. Very cool. Oh, it is so good. Yeah, I'm probably gonna. Uh, because I like new shiny things. I'm probably going to watch this soon, and I haven't seen any of the other full-length movies except for Mask of the Phantasm, so... Well, this one's pretty standalone, <laughs> Yeah, so. I figured. I... Although it doesn't hurt to watch the... Even though they're not technically connected, to watch the animated year one at a time. Yeah. Yes. Do we want to wrap up with some classic rabbit hole? Oh, yes. Uh, whew, it's been a yes, long time since... A Always a fun way to wrap up something. All right. One, I'm glad you did the E3 thing this episode because yeah. I do have a rabbit hole for that. Cool. All right. Now, did I ask you ahead of time? You have not seen these ahead of time. Yeah, that's the but... thing with rabbit holes. I'm always caught off guard and I sound stupid and I have to yes. cut out a minute of dead silence as I'm trying to think of an answer to this question I've never heard before. But off the top of your head... What are your top five favorite animated films? Top five favorite animated films. Just like top five favorite animated films of all time. Yeah. Uh, including CG stuff, I'm CG, hand-drawn, all in yeah. there. We, let's not count directed video stuff. Okay. Um, I wish... Like, this is a great <laughs> example of what I was just saying. This is something I would have to think about so much. But... Um, I can I don't, say this because I thought about this week. Yeah. But. <laughs> oh, I would actually... Um, I would definitely... And this could be contender for my number one is Spirited Away, which I've talked about. Not Spirit. Not this. Not the horse one. Spirited Away. <laughs> I was listening. I honestly thought for a second the horse one, but no. No. Spirited we've talked away. about this. This is a crucial. <laughs> Spirited Away. Like, the movie screw that stupid horse. about a, a a girl who uh whose parents turn into pigs or something and she has to like uh it's been a, a little while since i've seen it but the it, i just i it's really creative and i love it um and she goes on this journey to try and get her parents to turn back away from pigs i think that's the thought <laughs> um but it's just such a mystical amazing world it's just exactly what animation is supposed to be and i'm not usually a big fan of like anime but it is technically anime oh spider-man into the spider-verse i would legitimately oh, yes. say that's one of my favorites of all time does stop motion count stop motion counts okay 
This opens it up a lot, actually. This is con- Coraline. Coraline. That's good. And I would also... I saw that for the first time recently, a few months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, very creepy. Um, oh, yes. It's, it's good nice. stuff. Yeah. I, 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 that's, exa- that's pretty much the only... It's just so impressively creepy. And it's did you ever see the Simpsons parody they did with, like, CG oh. animation? No. I they ass- did it in Treehouse of Horrors. Oh, assume it has to be a newer one. <laughs> I, yeah, I love Coraline, so I'll have to see that. <laughs> Uh, that's four so far i would maybe this is kind of hard i would maybe throw in like a wallace and gromit uh but i don't know if it let's see there was monsters inc spirited away yeah spider-man to the spider-verse yeah mulan yeah shrek 2 shrek 2 oh i said Coraline. Coraline. (laughs) there it was oh god this is hard this is hard i'll yeah I, i guess Shrek 2 is a fun answer, but I'll get rid of it. All right. So your list is Monsters, Inc., Spirited Away, um, Mulan, Coraline, and... Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, yes. There you go. God, that was hard. My blood pressure spiked. Yes. Um, I think the only one I haven't seen from that list is Spirited Away. It's uh, great. I also think it's a great introduction. Like uh, most Miyazaki like anime films, which by right off the bat you don't have to like anime to like the 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 Studio Ghibli movies because I don't like anime and I love the Studio Ghibli movies. The Spirited Away is definitely a good place to start because a lot of them are just more dry and sad, and it's almost like why are they even a cartoon they're great oh yes but they're not the spirit away is the one that's very cartoony and has its own world and is is great and it i think won an oscar so I believe for I best animated yes. film all right so for me my top five which i can say because i thought about this earlier was number one i will count all three as one which is the toy story trilogy the trilogy number yes. two i'll put as who framed roger rabbit Number three, I'll put The Lion King. Number four, I'll put Aladdin. Number five, I'll put Shrek. Cool. Yeah. Yes. That's a good list. Wish I had thought of that one. Hmm. Oh, yes. Now, here's... I don't know if this one will be more difficult for you, but here we go. All right. It's another top five. Okay. What are your top five video games? Okay. I actually... I've thought about this more in my life, so... Right off the bat, I typically consider my favorite video game of all time to be The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. That's the best Zelda game of all time, and that's like my favorite video game franchise of all time. A lot of people would pick Ocarina of Time or something. I pick Wind Waker because I love sailing around the land on a talking boat I love the cute cartoony graphics. The music makes me want to cry. I love that game so much. Um, Then I'd also pick like Fallout 3 for like my pretty much only like, I guess, first person pick. But it's a great (laughs) RPG. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. It's a great one oh, yes. from my childhood. I love that style of game. That's actually what is that? Is that PS2 or GameCube or something? 
They had some for the. This is like a PC game from like oh, 1999 okay. or something. Um, oh wow, that's very old school. But I still play it a lot to this day, and I I put that in like. It still works on your computer. I can get it to work. Oh, okay. <laughs> it doesn't work easily, but it, it's 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 on it's on Steam. Like Steam is a great way to also get a lot of old school games like that. Um, but I put that as my that that makes my um sim game like a uh, uh tycoon simulation econo economy sort of building game that's like one of my favorite types of games they're usually best on pc i could also say cities skylines which is the one i that the newer one that i've been into but i think if i had to pick one of those my favorite building game of all time is Actually, no, I'm going to throw two building games on this list because I just remembered Stronghold. Stronghold oh, yes. is one of my favorite games of all time. So two building games on this list, Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 and Stronghold. Uh, Wind Waker, Fallout 3, Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie. I, I would have been upset if I didn't remember that. Banjo-Kazooie, <laughs> the best, to me, best 3D platformer of all time. Really? Yes, Better than Mario 64, which is also an incredible game. Banjo-Kazooie is great. Uh, that was my childhood. I'd be remiss oh, not yes. to mention that. There are lots so, that I'm forgetting, but I feel pretty comfortable <laughs> with at least those five. Oh, yes. So for me, I'll say that my five are... Number one is Batman Arkham City. Number two is Batman Arkham Asylum. The only game I've ever played all the way through three times. Wow, three times. Yes. Number three is Red Dead Redemption. Number four is Grand Theft Auto V. Number <clears throat> five is L.A. Noir. Interesting. Uh... There, I don't know what that kind of you, you. There's definitely a kind of game that that is that your your like um like Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption, and the Batman series all kind of have this, uh, wandering, uh, kind of character driven yes. like uh, open world ish kind of thing. Uh, yes. There are a lot of good games like that. Um, it's always nice because like if I'm playing like I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption lately. If I and I get very frustrated with video games. I am like, I just want to keep going. I don't want to die and have to start over. Yeah. But I'm just like, you know, I do the mission three times. I can just go into mm -hmm. town, get, uh, look at a wand poster, and just collect yeah. a bounty and just do that for a little bit. Yeah. It's not just like repetitive, like, oh, God, mm -hmm. jump over this thing or die. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's a very... Uh, all of those games are like the best examples of that type of of game i actually the horizon zero dawn game i mentioned is kind of in the same vein of those i think uh i would just say maybe a little like the combat is maybe a little too hard <laughs> um <laughs> so that's not as recommendable but uh yeah it's definitely um i'm trying to think uh I actually don't think I've played Red Dead Redemption or Grand Theft Auto, but I, I love the Batman games, so. Oh, yes, they're awesome. All right. Oh, this is one I don't know if, you, if you've heard of, because I have not seen the trailer that came out for it yet. Oh. But 
You know, we live in a time of crossing over a bunch of stuff. And I'm a little surprised this didn't happen earlier. Maybe it mm-hmm. did, I just didn't know. Have you heard of the upcoming crossover, Cartoon Network crossover of our childhood? Where Scooby-Doo yeah. meets Courage the Cowardly yes, Dog. Yes, I saw that trailer. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, yes. I've not seen the trailer yet, but oh, you've yeah. seen it. I've, I've seen the trailer. Um... I don't know what to think of it yet, but I'm just very excited to see Courage again more than anything. Oh, yes. I've been watching... Uh, they recently put Courage on HBO Max. I've been going through it again. I am so surprised that it didn't just end up on Adult Swim. Cause... I know. It is really... They <laughs> uh, that... really push the scariness. Yeah. Courage is horrifying. That and Invader Zim are like the two shows where it's just like incredible that it was just aired in front of children. Oh, and they yes. were also my two favorite shows, uh, respectively, <laughs> on each network. And it explains so much about me, I guess. <laughs> little background, a little origin story for you. Yeah. I was basically watching adult cartoons. I was, like, oh, not yes. allowed to watch The Simpsons, and, like, Invader Zim is way more inappropriate <laughs> than The Simpsons. I guarantee you. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. So, what are movies you didn't like at first but were later redeemed for you? Interesting. What do you, uh, what do you mean by redeemed? Uh, like, like what you didn't like them at first, but now that some time has gone <clears throat> by, either just because your perception has changed mm-hmm. or something happened in a later film, like you enjoy it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess if, if you want to start, so I can get some examples. All right, so um, I have three for me, three superhero movies that have been. Re- that I didn't like at first, but were later mm-hmm. redeemed. One is Logan, which I didn't oh. like at first, but later, when it we kind of found out it was an Elseworlds type story, mm-hmm. and also Red Dead Redemption, kind of made me go back and be like, well, you know, yeah, it does have a lot of those Western yeah. cliches. I guess you know, yeah. what if the X Men was a Western? <clears throat> that's what it would be like. Yeah, I don't think I realized that you turned around on this one. I I did like Logan. Yes, because uh, at first I was like. They really accomplished nothing in this, and they really yeah. the whole franchise. They really accomplished nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just having and it's a little bit like Wolverine never really changed. When you see right. this movie, like he's still the same person, right? From that first movie, but it makes sense in Deadpool two, where they kind of establish it's an Elseworlds type story. Yeah, it's out of the current timeline. Number another one is Superman Returns, where now, it was a mistake to do the movie the way they did it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it because I was like, well, it's kind of a crappy conclusion to the Christopher Reeve Superman films. But one of the few good things to come from Crisis on Infinite Earths was it kind of established this is an Elseworlds Superman. So if you view it like that, and then you have a continuation in Crisis where Brandon Routh was really the only good guest star in that thing. Yeah. It's like that. So, yeah. Again, Superman Returns and Elseworlds kind of redeemed that movie for me. And the other is Avengers Endgame, where mm-hmm. didn't like it at first. Um, 
there's pros and cons to the movie, but um, overall, because you know the the cap ending upon rewatching, he's like, well, he redeems himself in the even though he was a jerk to just go back in time, mm-hmm. which you know I'd feel differently if he'd gone to the future, because the future, some stuff. This is bad stuff in the future, but the past, it's all fine. Who cares? But, um, yeah, for me, like, the pros outweigh the cons for Avengers Endgame, so that's one I can sit back and enjoy now. So, any that you didn't like at first that kind of got redeemed for you later? Like, the thing that came to mind as a movie that I thought was good and now think is fantastic is, is like, Midsummer, which I watched is an overly long horror movie that I put in my top five of, would it be 2019, I think? Uh, I put it in my top five, but, like, I was thinking about it after rewatching it and how I wanted to rewatch it again after I rewatched it, that I would definitely put that as my number one of that year now. So, like, there are a lot of examples like that where just as time has gone on, my opinion of it has definitely grown. Uh, as I've grown to understand it more. But then I thought of two much better ones, uh, if we're each doing three. Uh, so, uh, a good, and again, this is not one I disliked, but one that I just, my memory of was kind of neutral. You'll remember I, I once was trying, I was asked what my least favorite of the good Pixar movies was and I unfortunately said Ratatouille. Yes. Very wrong. <laughs> Very wrong. Very, top three. Yes. Top three Everyone Pixar movie. Top, top three. three Pixar movie. Top three. Ratatouille is great. So I very turned around. I very much turned around on that. So what took its old slot as the worst good one? Oh, the worst good one. Man, that's going to be a whole new thing I have to think of. Um, that's really, really tough. Uh, you know what? Honestly, I, I hope I don't come back and regret this, but I would maybe say Up. It's it's just up. like, yeah, Up. I, I, it's, a, it's a great movie, but it's the worst good one. Uh, like, it's just the movie as a whole doesn't really live up to the best moments of it, which like everyone remembers the beginning. And, you know, it's... Honestly, that's all I remember is the beginning. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's like a funny bird. There's an evil guy that you don't think is evil, like the classic Pixar twist. Um. So yeah, I'd say that's probably the worst good one. And I feel Ratatouille is way, 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 way better. Way better. Oh yes. Uh. So, yeah. And the other one that, like, I can at least say I've come around on it that I I'm, I don't want to be judgmental about it anymore. I want to, like, rescind opinions on it. And that's Spider-Man 3. I think I jumped on a bandwagon a little bit. Yes. You've seen the light. Yeah. I, I, I jumped on a bandwagon a little bit. It's not my favorite. But I, I'm not going to sit here and call it, like, a laughably bad movie. I don't, like, I, I understand it a little bit better now. It's rough around the edges, but, like, yeah, I've just turned around and I don't want to trash on. Yeah, I think, I, I, I don't care what people think. I think 
in terms of superhero movies is a masterpiece. It is one of the best. Yeah, I haven't gotten ever. there. I haven't gotten there yet, but like I get it. Far better than Far From Home. Well, far, yeah, far you, no, yeah, miles yeah, ahead. Yeah. I miles Morales ahead. Um, oh yes. Oh, I should mention this real quick. So, I was going through the, like I said earlier, going through some of the old MCU movies. I don't know if it's on Disney Plus. There is a great deleted scene from the first Avengers movie with Captain America. It's so it could almost be like a two-minute short film in the MCU of Cap. We never really see it as much later, but him really trying to readjust to being in the present mm-hmm. about um, how the world has changed, and he goes around. And it has one of the best cut Stan Lee cameos. Like, um, I won't, I won't spoil it, but if you have Disney Plus, go to the deleted scenes if it's on there. You'll know because Cap eventually goes to, like, a outdoor coffee shop. Right. And he's in, sitting in front of Stark, Stark Tower. Mm-hmm. It, it is so good. It could be a little short film in the MCU. Hmm. Like, Captain America 1.5. I don't think I really even realized you could dig for, like, deleted scenes and stuff on Disney+. Plus. Well, I saw it on uh, Blu-ray, but I know they had the deleted scenes for Endgame. Got it. There. Okay. Yeah. You know what's not on my Endgame Blu-ray? I'm a little glad it's not. Oh, what? Do you remember... I don't think we covered this because I was like, ugh, I'm done with the Endgame news, but there they did a re-release of Endgame to try to catch up to Avatar... Right. And they basically said you could see a new scene, and it's a scene with Professor Hulk, but he's not fully animated. It, he looks like he's from, like, think like CG animation. Oh, but just like, like it's not done. 1998. <laughs> oh, it, okay. It, like, I saw screenshots of it. I'm like, that was such a crappy thing to do. To be like, hey. <laughs> Like, if you're going to ask people to come back and pay for more footage, (laughs) at least finish the scene. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, That's kind of funny. I didn't know that. Oh, yes. So, I don't even know. How do we get there? Uh, Mm, Movies we came around on. Was there something after that? Uh, I don't know. I suppose it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. We've hit that point of the rabbit hole where we're trailing off uh, yeah we we don't care anymore all right yeah here's one that i thought would be interesting and the chances of it are don't I'm get interested. excited okay. chances are uh, slim to none this will happen all right if you could choose like you have the choice of anyone in the world what celebrity would you want to have as a guest on the show um, we'll just throw it out there in case any listen and want to call in. Wow. Okay. That's. Oh. Um. You know what would be genuinely so awesome? I. Th- this is a great idea. Rain Wilson. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would have never thought of that, but that's true. Yeah, that's one of the first episodes we were talking about. Uh, the office and i just think that i was trying to think uh who would we both just have a good time being on that's a kind of an obvious 
uh, choice, um, and that would be great. I mean, the other things that were coming to mind were definitely different voice actors. Uh, like, I'm imagine it would be great. I think like a great crossover, like that we'd both have different questions for, is like Danny Pudi, who's in Ducktales and Community. <laughs> I'm going like slightly, maybe like more attainable, but like these are not the craziest things. But um, some other ideas that come to mind, I'll uh, save for you because I have ideas of people we talk about a lot on the show that would be great ideas. But oh yes, I, um, they're probably the same ideas that you're having. I think I have two. Uh, there's one where I'm like, if I have the chance, this is one chance in life to bring this person on, it would be, I, I'd use it for this. And like a backup one. So mm-hmm. number one, uh, maybe you'll know what I'm about to say. I had a number one guess for you, if that's... Yes, my number one pick, if I could have any celebrity on the show, mm-hmm. would be Kevin Conroy. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is like, I don't care if he doesn't care about any of this subject. I just want him to appear. Yeah. I want to say, Mr. Conroy, thank you for everything yeah. you have done. You want him to say keep falling down that rabbit hole. Oh, that would be so awesome. <laughs> yeah. We would play that forever. I know. We'd milk that so much. <laughs> I know, we really would. <laughs> the other one is actually someone I mentioned earlier in the episode that I don't think I've ever mentioned on the show at all, but would be Jeff Bergman, who oh. does a lot of Looney Tunes voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Kevin Conroy and Jeff Bergman are my picks. Did yeah. you say you had more that you I, popped into your head? I, I'm trying to think. There's so many fun ideas that I just I don't know if. Uh, um. I don't know. Maybe like a. A writer on The Office or another that came like to Greg Daniels or someone. Yeah, like uh, I don't know, like M- Michael Schur. I gotta ask him about uh, Parks and Rec too. <laughs> Uh, and we'd have to video record him just leaving as the same yeah, way he does Moe's. Yeah, he's just running away. I would actually love that, because then you, you could ask him about Moe's, one of the most underrated characters. Yes. Um, I'm, 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 oh, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything like animation, Pixar, other superheroes. Uh... We could Jake Johnson. I could ask him about. I, for some reason, my oh, my mind Spider-Man. my mind is going to could ask about multiple interests that both cover. Because with him, we could cover Spider Man and New Girl. Oh yes. So um, I like that show. Uh, so yeah, I, I I like the idea of voice actors. I don't know. I think maybe because it's an audio medium. That, oh yeah. That's where my mind goes. You know, who I think. Now, I've not been... I've been critical of this person's work. Yeah. But you know who I think I would love to talk to? Just to kind of get, yeah. understand what was kind of the creative process behind this. Yeah. And I guarantee you, we if, it, if we could get this person as a guest, we'd be totally respectful. They'd ha- We'd both have a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? 
I would love for like an hour long discussion with Mark Guggenheim oh. about Crisis. Because I feel like, yeah, what that was the be decision behind like Smallville? Like Superman two was it like uh, another comic or something? Or Kevin Conroy? What did Gotham allow you to use a Bruce Wayne? And because of that, were did the studio tell you to have him be evil or? Was that just a decision you guys made? Yeah, that would be an interesting conversation for sure. Um, yes. I know we've been going on this too long, but I actually just thought of my favorite two, maybe my actual top two answers. Took me a second to get there um, because I was brainstorming and my mind hit, is there anything Pixar related? And I hit one, a voice actor from a Pixar movie who's also my favorite stand-up comedian of all time. And... I, I mentioned Danny Pudi uh, from DuckTales and Community. That led me to someone who's in Community and Star Wars. So, my Beauty two... And Star Wars. Patton Oswalt is the voice oh. of Remy the Rat, and yes. he's not not in Star Wars. Not as different. I mean, that's... Patton Oswalt I love as a comedian, and he's Remy the Rat, who I talk about all the time. Remy, Remy's practically the mascot of comment section, I say. Oh, um, yes. So that'd just be great. Um... But I think my number one is probably Donald Glover. That's the most unattainable, like, dream guest oh, we yes, could possibly yes, get. I was like, community and Star Wars, yes. who could that be? Yeah, yes. Donald Glover. That's the that's that's the dream guest. And it's also the least attainable. But I could ask him about his work. All I mean, he's just one of those people that just has endless, of all mediums, incredible work that I... Yeah, um, it'd be incredible, and I would hope that he's opening to talking about playing Troy Barnes a lot because that would be the, I'd have most of the stuff I would have to ask him would be about that role. Like, what was he thinking when he was uh, staring that uh, burning troll in the uh, season three episode um, with the burning troll? Uh, anyway, that's the best. I think uh, Inspire Verse. He um in Into the Spider Verse on the TV. I think Uncle Aaron is watching. Like he, it has Donald Glover because Donald Glover was kind of the inspiration for Miles Morales in right. the comics. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, that's cool. I yeah, that's that's clearly the best answer. Oh yes. So yeah, I guess we can save the rest for another episode so there we go guys with this episode of comment section normal episode nothing special about it not it's even the slightest bit special mediocre as whatever but one thing that did happen in this episode and we found it quite a bit because it's a little difficult when we have special episodes but here it was everywhere you could try tiptoe around it do your best but it didn't matter because eventually the ground gave way, and you fell like Bruce Wayne at the beginning of Batman Begins. You fell, but unlike in Batman Begins, where it's just a little drop, you kept falling and falling and falling. Why? Because you realized you took that step. And by the way, in Dark Knight Returns, the anime movie, he's chasing a rabbit in that Perfect. scene, so it was Perfect. a rabbit hole. Yeah. You realized that you have fallen down that rabbit hole. 